0: Great job, guys. Well done. Hey, we'll be talking about gifting. There's gifting coming out, isn't there? Gifting uh, new songs, new day, new songs. That's fantastic. Well done, you creative people. Keep thanking God for it. It's not you; it's His gift in you. But hey, well done to be faithful in releasing hey, the gift that's in you. Because we all have a responsibility. We thank God for the gifting, but it's up to us. To exercise and to release the gifting that God has given you. Okay, don't be like those, those who God gives them, but they don't use it. God's not happy with these kind of people. But thank God for the gifting that's here. A couple of things. Bible School tomorrow night, you, you doing it No. No. Okay, just a couple of adjustments. Tomorrow night, George is not doing his stuff. George is not strutting his stuff tomorrow night at to the Bible School, but Pastor Peter still is for the whole night, just in case um, you get confused tomorrow night that... You think, are you Pastor George? Or are you George or Pastor Peter? No, George won't be there. Okay, and also for those involved in the Christmas switch on, we'll meet with you next week. Can you first aiders, face painters, wand sailors, can you maker I don't know. Anyway, next week. But please, uh, the Rise Awards night, we, we just think it's good to honor people. Uh, the Bible says we should honor people. Sometimes we have a better attitude, we only honor Jesus. and. Uh, Jesus said, we need to honor, and honor prefer one another, and honor one another, it's a thing, it's a godly thing, so it's going to be a great night, get your ticket, it's going to be a great meal, Willie informs me, he's arranging the food, he's not making it, that's the good news, but he's arranging it, and he says it's going to be a great, great meal together, we're going to have a great time together. Later on, I'm going to share a few thoughts from today's reading from Psalm 106, i I will be leaving to get down to the Cenotaph because I believe it's right that we are representative when press rate comes together at the Cenotaph. So we'll be doing that so I can say anything I want because I'm sneaking away. And if there's anything that offends you or upset you, please come and speak to Darren at the end of the meeting, okay? And he will learn that at men's conference. Used to be whatever Ham at Excel stayed at Excel, but now the new phrase is whatever at Excel goes on Facebook and stays on Facebook, Okay. But I can assure you, not everything that happened at Excel is on Facebook. I'm just going to read the eight eight verses. Um, I know you've read the whole chapter already today. And if you haven't, please go home and read this chapter. I'm just reading the first eight verses, which gives us a flavor of where we're at with this. And then say some comments for a few moments. Praise the Lord. It's always a good way to start. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Who can list the glorious miracles of the Lord? Who can ever praise him enough? There is joy for those who deal justly with others and always do what is right. Remember me, Lord, when you show favor to your people. Come near and rescue me. Let me share in the prosperity of your chosen ones. Let me rejoice in the joy of your people. Let me praise you with those who are your heritage. Like our ancestors, we have sinned, we have done wrong, we have acted wickedly. Our ancestors in Egypt were not impressed by the Lord's miraculous deeds. They soon forgot his many acts of kindness to them. Instead, they rebelled against him at the Red Sea. Even so, he saved them to defend the honor of his name and to demonstrate his mighty power. I'm going to stop there. You know, as Remembrance uh, Sunday here, if I was going to put a title, I'm not, but if I was going to put a title along the lines um, remember not to forget. Okay, we started. We remember those who paid the ultimate price. But you'll notice our readings for this month are through the Book of Psalms, and it's like a theme of thanksgiving. Psalms are like a one-song book of thanksgiving, and it's a bit thanksgiving. And just want to link a bit of that to remembrance today. And remember means to have in or hold, or to bring to one's mind. An awareness of something or someone from the past. or To be able to bring back a piece of information into your mind or to keep a piece of information in your memory. It's also like to hold a special ceremony to honor the past and for someone or for what people have done or died for us, which the nation does today. But it's about attitude in many ways. And Thanksgiving is an attitude, and it's a month where we're focusing on attitude. I want to, uh, on Thanksgiving, and just to explain that the way to remain thankful is to keep remembering what God's done. We've already read Psalm 103 this week. It says, may I never forget the good things He does for us. For me, he forgives all my sins, he heals all my diseases, he redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with things, good things. My youth is renewed, like eagles, etc. 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 But it starts, let me never forget what he's done for me and what he does for me. But it's so easy, we can slip in to forget him. God has done so much for us, he does so much for us, we can never thank him enough, we can never praise him enough, we can never give enough praise. However, Sometimes, because he does so much, we can become like almost like complacent, take for granted, uh, and not appreciate. And we can slide into a, a mindset which is not great and get into a downward spiral like the people of God here in the Old Testament did. And if you read the chapter, we'll mention and pick up on a few things. And we can become presumptuous and just, so what? And just, okay, we just take things for granted. Don't take things for granted. Granted, um, the psalmist says in one psalm, keep your servant from presumptuous sins. We can often have presumption sins, Psalm 19. And I've used this as an example before, but it's a very good example how we can slip into our presumptuous and l- l- not be thankful more the way we should. And I've shared how early on, my pastor, Jim Manson, and it's years ago, but still a good illustration. Jim Manson used to bring me tea. Well, he still does. But he brings me a cup at the end of the service and for the first two or three weeks, he'd done it. I thought, oh, that's lovely, that's great. I really appreciate that, Jim. Thank you very much. And then around about fourth week, he didn't come, because he was dealing with somebody else, you. And he did come eventually. But what I found myself thinking is, where's Jim? Why is he not bringing my tea? <laughs> now it started off. I'm really thankful and I appreciate what you have done, Jim, to a point where it wasn't doing it. In my mind and my heart was going. Why is my tea not here? I didn't see it, I did thank him. But I'm looking and wondering, what's happened? Why is it not? It's like a right, it's a presumption. And I'm stopped being thankful. Okay. And then you can turn to criticism and bitterness and whatever. So the lesson we learn from that is don't talk to Jim Manson until he's brought me my tea at the end of the meeting. Okay. Point one, put it in your notes, put it in your iPad, put it in your phone. If you take nothing else away from today. That's the point you need to take home with you. But Sam says, listen, Sam starts here, Give thanks to the Lord for his good. His faithful love endures forever. Who can list the glorious miracles of the Lord who can ever praise him enough? Listen, we have got so much to keep in thankful and remember the Lord and what he's done. And if you keep remembering, you, uh, you can keep clapping. I'm going to keep talking quickly today. And remember, you've got two ears to my one mouth. But we need to keep remembering, who can ever list all the stuff that he's done? More than 10,000 reasons for our hearts to find. Some did for so, I will praise the Lord at all times, I will constantly speak his praises. That's where we should get to. From the rising of the sun to the going down, the Lord's name is to be prayed. We should constantly have a thanksgiving in our heart and when we remember, and to help you have an attitude of thanksgiving, just keep remembering who is what he's done for you. And two points only today, I'll talk a wee bit about them Basically, God remembers that we are his. The psalmist says, Remember me, Lord, when you show favor to your people. I'm one of your people. Please show me favor. And sometimes you may look at others and you want to think, well, they're getting blessed. They're getting encouraged. They're getting receiving this, that, and the next thing. What about me, Lord? Have I it. Have you forgotten me? I want to tell you that the Lord remembers that you are his. And he has not forgotten you. You're always on his mind. He's always on your case. He's always on your mind. And you can sing, I am not forsaken. I am not forsaken. God knows my name. God remembers that you're his. And God remembers, and that's the first point. There's only two points. God remembers that you are his. You might think, well, I've served the Lord and I don't seem to get and out of it. I want to tell you that Hebrew says that God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you have worked for him. And how you have shown love by caring for other believers. God has not forgotten you and what you've done. God remembers what you've done, and your devil's coming where you will be rewarded for him. Maybe you think, oh, God doesn't really know him. He's forgotten me, and I'm going through so much stuff, and he doesn't really know that he's forgotten me, and he's in somebody else's cases and not in my case. I want to tell you that God knows you. He says, you think he's left you to go through stuff you can't cope with? Psalm 103 says, the, "'The Lord is like a father to his children.'" Tender and compassionate to those who fear him, for he knows how weak we are. He remembers that we're only dust. I want to tell you, he remembers that you only can cope with so much. He will never put stuff on you that you can't cope with. He remembers how frail you are. He remembers how weak you are. And his strength will kick in when your weakness is at its worst. His strength will be at its best. You think, oh God, you forgot me in this situation. I want to tell you, God's not forgotten you. He knows how much you can cope with. And he will come in and kick in when you can't cope anymore. He has not forgotten you. Listen, God remembers. You and I sometimes forget things. We forget names at times. We forget places. We forget birthdays anniversaries. Man, the best way to remember your wife's birthday is to forget it once, but we're not going to go there today. Okay, that's not personal experience. That's somebody that told me that. But listen, but one of the greatest things that we should be thankful to God for is that he chooses to forget. We forget by, def- by default, he forgets by design. What are you talking about now? You're going into heretical stuff here. But he's talking in Hebrews in our Old Testament uh, covenant relationship. He says, their sins and their lawless deeds acts I will remember no more. One of the greatest things that you can thank God for in a day of grace, in a covenant of grace, is that he chooses to forget our sins, our lawless days, our mess-ups, our mistakes. If God chose to remember them, he would hold it against us. his a But God, he dealt with the punishment through Jesus. But God chooses to forget. That you messed up, that you made mistakes, that you blew it again and again. He chooses to forget his sins or mistakes. The Bible says that they're buried in his forgetfulness. The sea in the depths of his forgetfulness. He buries them in the depths of the sea. I want to tell this one. He forgives, he forgets, and then he freezes because he forgives and he forgets. And with whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And the Bible says in John 8 also, You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And some eat to remember that God's forgotten what you're still remembering. And if you knew the truth that God has chosen to forget your mistakes and you've confessed and you've asked his forgiveness, God has chosen. Somehow we just do it naturally, but he forgets supernaturally. He makes a decision. I'm forgetting about it. I'm wiping it clean. It doesn't exist anymore in my mind. Ask God how he can do that when you see him. But the truth is he's done it. He remembers. But Listen. It's what we do, remembrance. And Israel messed up big time. They began to forget stuff. But God remembered they were his people. They forgot who he was and who they were. This uh, starts in verse 7. Our ancestors in Egypt were not impressed by the Lord's miraculous deeds. I mean, I don't know about you. You maybe don't understand them. You maybe don't like them. But how can you not be impressed by miraculous deeds? But that's how complacent they got. Their hearts turned. They became presumptuous and complacent. They stopped focusing on his goodness and his blessings and at bad times they forgot what he'd done for them. Verse seven, they soon forgot his many acts of kindness to them. How about you? And when they didn't that, that instead came in. It's frightening the downward spiral because they were forgetting to remember the goodness of God in their lives. They forgot what he'd done for them, and instead, they rebelled against him at the Red Sea. You can choose to dwell in him or rebel against him. You dwell in his goodness and his faithfulness, his blessing, or you rebel against him. They stopped remembering what God had done for them, and then a change took place in their heart, and they got to the stage where they started rebelling against him. Frightening. Frightening is it's an action against the one who's in authority. See. Even though God remembers we are His, we sometimes forget who He is, and we forget He is the one in charge, and we are His people. Forget Him. May I ne- never forget the good things the Lord has done for me, the Bible says, they rebelled. Scenario 2, in verse 13 of this chapter, it says, how quickly they forgot what He had done. They wouldn't wait for His counsel i.e., they forgot in the times past that he was a maymaker when there was no way. But they decided we can't, we're not thanking him for what he's done, we've forgotten that, and what we'll do is we'll do it our own way, because we don't remember that when we were in a problem situation before, we turned to him, and then we're gonna be thankful that he brought us out. No, they, they stopped being thankful for what he's done, they stopped remembering what he'd done, and they came to a point where it says, we'll do it our way. With disastrous consequences, you'll read it. They forgot that he was the waymaker. They'd done their own thing. Then, also further on in the chapter, it get worse. It got to the stage where they traded their glorious God for a statue of a grass-eating, a grass-eating bull. I mean, that, how ridiculous is that? I mean, because it started. To forget what he'd done, to stop being thankful for what he' had done, they became complacent they became oh we don't appreciate it, we don't thankful and it's amazing when you stop being thankful when you stop remembering what God has done, your heart begins to change your attitude begins to change and listen, this is the God who delivered them, the God who provided the God who' done so much. The glorious God who created the universe, he made the stars also. If you went to the Media Museum, the Science Museum in Bradford, just a thing about stars, oh, and billions of them about the place. But The God of creation, the God of all, the God who created heaven, the God who sends his Son to save us, the God who's for us, the glorious God of all creation, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God. How awesome is our God. How great. And they swapped him for a statue of a grass-eating bull. I mean, it wasn't even a bull. It was a statue of a grass-eating bull. And you think, Oof, how stupid. It happens when you stop being thankful to God. when You stop remembering who he is and the good things he's done. And your heart can change. And then you swap him not for a statue or a but you can swap him for something else. You can swap him for your job or for your partner or for your money or for something else. Whatever comes in, could you stop recognizing my dependence is on you? You're my provider. You're my source. Jesus, you're the one to who all the praise belongs. Don't, re- don't forget it's him who makes us what we are. It's his grace. Israel did that, and they went an incredible downward spiral. And then they refused to enter the promised land. They refused to enter the land because it was too difficult, and they thought they forgot that he who delivered them before was the same God who could deliver them again. Because they forgot and they didn't dwell on the fact that he had delivered them through the bad times, through the difficulties, through their enemies they conquered. They refused to go in because they oh, thought, this is too difficult for us. Because they forgot it was God who done it and they stopped being thankful and they stopped remembering that the God who had done it before is the same God who could move the mountains. I've seen you move the mountains and I believe I'll we'll see you do it again. Because he stopped being thankful for all he's done. Listen, when you stop being thankful, when you stop remembering all that he's done for you, you stop being thankful, you will slide into a bad situation where you're not even going to possess all that God has got for you because you'll forget it's him that does it. This is not that encouraging, Jeremy. I hear you saying. And they got to the stage, he says, instead of that and been thankful, they grumbled in their tents. I.e., they went home from church on a Sunday And they started complaining and grumbling about, I'll let you finish the sentence, okay? But listen, when your tongue is used to be thankful, it can't be used to be grumbling at the same time. Mm If you stop being thankful, I'll tell you, your tongue will turn to be one that grumbles and complains and speaks death. But if you're consistently remembering what God has done for you and you're consistently using your tongue to be thankful, your tongue can't do two things at the same time. It's either been thankful or it's been grumbling. But Israel started to forget what God had done. They started not being thankful for what he's done and they started grumbling and complaining about whatever was going on. But listen, we are called to be thankful, called to remember that God is thankful, that we should be thankful to God. And not only that, they then failed to destroy the nations of the land and instead they started going amongst them. They started instead of being remembered what their God had done and been thankful for what their God had done. They then just started, no, we're going to start compromising our faith. We're going to stop compromising. Because listen, when you don't have a remembrance of the goodness of God, if you stop remembering what Jesus did for you in Calvary, if you don't stop remembering that he paid the ultimate price to save us, that he's forgiven us and you start not depending on him for all that you are. You start learning to compromise your faith. And I want to tell you, maybe you've started to compromise in your Christian world. Listen, it's a downward spiral and you'll get to the stage that they did. They started mixing with pagans. They started to the point where they were sacrificing their old kids. They were turning into pagan worship. Don't compromise. You make a stand for Jesus. You keep remembering who you are and who you belong to and that you stand for him and never get to the Compromise. you keep thanking him, you keep remembering it's all about him, but whenever you don't, you stop remembering what he's got done for you, when you stop remembering, if you're having a bad day, just have one thought about Calvary and all that Jesus has done for you, and just start thanking him, and your perspective will change, but they went in a downward spiral, and they forgot that, they started mixing, they started to rebel against him, listen, if you're rebelling against God, there's only one mu- Uh, when I don't go there. Okay, but they started, and they started, they joined, and they joined in with those who were uh, not following their God, and it got into a terrible, terrible situation. Let me just, from a pastoral perspective, warn you. This is why I can slip out and Darren can step up. You stop remembering the goodness of God you stop being thankful to God, you will go into a downward spiral, and you'll think, how could they, people? They saw the God of miracles doing great things, but when they stopped remembering what He'd done for them, when they stopped being thankful for what God had done for them, they went into a downward spiral where they're mixing with pagans and sacrificing old That's how bad it can get. So you need to, and I need to remember, we need an attitude of thankfulness and remembrance of the goodness of God every day of our life. The one who just didn't die during the war. Thank God for those who did die during the war, for their tomorrow, for our tomorrows, they gave their todays, is a phrase. And we should always be thankful for those who have paid that price. But how much more the Son of God, from we your enemies, He came and He died for us. Incredible. Remember the goodness of God, so that in everything we can give thanks. First point. You can through stuff, God remembers that you're His and He's not forgotten you. And the great thing about God is He remembers who He is. Maybe you're a bit like Israel of old. The band are coming up at this point. They didn't know that, but they do know. And you're thankful for that fact, that the band are coming up. Listen, maybe today, Maybe you've just slid in a bit in the remembrance in your relationship with God. Maybe you've forgotten. Maybe you've got to the grumbling stage. Maybe you've not got as far down as Israel. But it starts with just forgetting what he's done for you. Maybe you're just taken for granted. Maybe you just become complacent and you don't fully appreciate it. Maybe you just, it's just, well, so what? You're in a downward spiral. But the good news is you can change direction. You can change direction. Remember what it's done for you. And make a decision, I'm going to be thankful. It's not just a one-off Sunday morning, but I'm going to live a life of thankfulness. Maybe you've gone in a way that's not so good. But there's a fresh start today, folks. There's a fresh start today. And if you read that chapter later on, if you've not read it, there's an incredible downward spiral for God's people. And I noticed Testament God got into, they get into messes. They get into terrible situations because they forgot the goodness of God. Because they didn't remember. I didn't focus on all that God has done for them, which caused them then not to be thankful anymore. And they became critical. They became rebellious. They became people walking away and abusing the relationship that really God had for them. And maybe you're here. I want to tell you today, you can have a fresh start today. And even, even in an old covenant type relationship with God's people in the Old Testament, I love the heart of our God. Because in these scenarios, if you read them, When they were messing up and rebelling. It says even then, God remembered that they were His. In rebellion, even so, He saved them to defend the honour of His name. Even when they were messing up, even when they were not remembering, and they got themselves in a bit of mess, but even in that situation he still remembered who he was. He remembered that he was in a relationship with his people. And even in rebellion, when Moses called to God, God remembered. God remembered. He remembered. It was love. When people were not in love with him, and God looked down, he remembered that he was love. When people, when Phineas prayed on their behalf for another time, God remembered that he was merciful. When Moses was crying, God, they your people, God remembered that he was faithful. When God looked at them, and when they failed and they messed up, it says in verse 43, again and again, he rescued them because he remembered that he's forgiving. He remembered that he's merciful. He remembered that his mercy triumphs over his judgment. He remembered that his love. That he can't help but love these people. He remembered he was a restorer. He remembered he was a reconciler. He remembered that I'm in love with these people and it doesn't matter if they don't love me. I still love them because I can't stop myself from loving them because I'm made of love. I am love. I mean, God's looked at you and you've maybe not remembered them. You've maybe forgotten the goodness of God. I want to tell you, maybe you've got yourself into bad situations, but this morning, here's my message as I, as I finish. God remembers remembers that he is merciful. He remembers that he's your father. He remembers that he's forgiven. He remembers that he's a restorer. And when you call to him and say, Lord, I'm sorry for where I've been. I'm sorry for what I've done. I'm sorry that I've gone away and I've stopped and it's thankful. God remembers that he's for you and he's not against you. And mean, you call to him, he says, I'll answer you and I'll come back to you. And this is an Old Testament covenant. And Psalm 11, 111 says this, he always remembers his covenant and he's entered us into a new grace wonderful covenant through Jesus and whenever God looks at you and even when you're messing up he remembers I'm in a covenant relationship with this people and I am faithful to my side of the bargain and my promises are never going to fail and my promises still remain and maybe they've messed up but I am still going to remain faithful to all the promises and all the blessings and all the love and all that I have from let's stand for a moment please I'm going to just. Prayer, quite prayer, Uh, that quite doesn't mean say it's not important. But today, listen, this whole psalm, and I know I've rushed through it, but the heart of it is quite simple. This people forgot about the goodness of God in their life, and their hearts changed. They stopped being thankful. They stopped being thankful because they stopped remembering what God has done for them. They stop remembering the goodness of God. They stop singing, I will sing of the goodness of God. They stop remembering who he was and what he's done for them. And maybe you've slid away when you're, yeah, maybe. Or maybe I've just beginning to not be thankful as I was. Listen, it's a dangerous downward spiral you can start with. But today, in this remembrance, let's just remember who he is and what he's done for us. Let's be thankful. And I just want to pray over your life that even if you've been there, I want to pray, Lord, that the God who is faithful. Father God, you're a faithful God. You are faithful to your covenant and to your promises. And this morning as a group of people, maybe we've not remembered all your goodness the way we should have. Maybe we have not been as thankful for your blessings and for who you are in our life. But this morning I thank you that you remember that we are yours and you remember who you are and that you are a covenant-keeping God, that you're a true, unchanging God. And no matter how we have messed up, you never mess up. And your promises are still real over our lives, that you're still committed to us. You're committed to restore us, to forgive us, to show mercy and goodness and faithfulness and love all over our lives. And this morning, as we finish by giving you praise, giving you thanks, as we remember and make a decision to be thankful all the days of our lives, to never forget what you've done for us, to choose not to forget, but always to remember the goodness of God in our lives. We thank you, Lord, no matter how far we've gone, that this is a new day, this is a new start, and you, Lord, and all your covenantal promises are still alive in our life because you remember who you are, that you are true, and you're not going to change. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen. Bless
1: the. Oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, and worship, worship Your holy name, rich in love, Your. your heart